Right, all you Streetlight Crusaders, and I guess a couple of you wrestling fans who are still up for tonight. Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special. And now it's time for us to find out what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Omaha, Nebraska. And apparently, according to Carl and the Maestro, this might be the first time we've been to Omaha, so we'll just go with it. Right? Cool. Well, besides us touching down in Omaha, Nebraska for the first time for Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw would kick off with results from Fastlane that we completely forgot to mention this past week for Under the Radar since it's going to happen in the midweeks. But what would happen on Fastlane for the World Heavyweight Championship? Well, in the last man standing match where we would see Seth Metal Seth Rollins wearing the most unique outfit known to man, and the same for Shinsuke Nakamura in the all-white, we'd see them beating the crap out of each other with kendo sticks, night sticks, the bare floor, and even would see Shinsuke Nakamura getting hit with a falcon arrow from the stage to the floor, or at least from the stands to the floor. For Seth Metal Seth Rollins to answer the count of 10, unlike Shinsuke Nakamura, to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. And Seth Rollins would kick off Monday Night Raw with yet another crazy Zoolander-esque like outfit to celebrate his title retention after Fastlane. And would welcome everybody to another episode of Monday Night Rollins. And would say that he was be feeling some type of way and would say adrenaline is one hell of a thing and would say that there was times during that match where he didn't think he would be able to continue but he keeps going. He didn't think he was gonna be able to beat Shin, but he did. And to become the last man standing. And would say that being the heavyweight champion of the world is one of the greatest honors of his career, but he's just getting started. And for the fans to chant, thank you Rollins, thinking it was gonna be the end of the road, but for Seth Rollins to assure them that he's gonna take on anyone and everyone that who wants to go one-on-one -on -one with him for this championship belt. And then next thing you know, the Scottish Terminator himself, Drew McIntyre would make his way out to the ring and would ask for a championship title match. Or more or less, Seth Rollins would say, you're not here to party, are you? And Drew would shake his head for Seth to say, you're here for a title shot, aren't you? For, you know, Drew McIntyre to shake his head, nod it, and say, yeah, I am. But for Seth Rollins to immediately go into fight mode instead of party mode to say, well, if you want a shot, I'll go in the back right now. We'll make this title match happen right now. For Drew McIntyre to say, no, 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 no. I want you at 100% or at least near 100% for me to fight you one-on-one -on -one for that championship and would challenge him to a title match at Crown Jewel in less than three weeks' time. Only for Seth Rollins to say, well, I'm not used to people challenging me like this nowadays. They usually attack me from behind, so excuse me as I go to the crowd for help. Nebraska, what do you think about that title match? For the fans to cheer and rave for the match to be made official later on that night. But before that match would get made official, Drew McIntyre would make his way to the back. And then speaking of back, 
in the spinal cord. We would see Seth Rollins getting hit from once again, this time from Damian Priest. And Damian Priest who was already pissed off after what happened for the tag team championships that we'll talk about later Would decide to take it out on Seth Rollins and would try to cash in his money in the bank briefcase But I got a feeling he should have brought it with him instead of having Dominic Mysterio carry it to the ring for him Because then we would see Seth metal Seth Rollins watching onward after getting hit with a choke slam, Seeing Drew McIntyre headbutting the daylights out of Dominic Mysterio and once again tossing another money in the bank briefcase halfway up the ramp <laughs> for Damian Priest to unable to cash in his money in the bank briefcase and for Seth Rollins to close sign him out of the ring but at the same time acts later on that night to Drew McIntyre what the hell was that about what's your angle only for Drew McIntyre to say that yeah you know I didn't want Damian Priest to hold on to the championship and have a bloodline part two moment seeing the fact that Roman Reigns would hold on to the championship for three years with a dominating faction. I didn't want to see it happen here on Raw. Only for Seth Rollins to assure him the Judgment Day couldn't get this championship away from me and neither could you. But besides that bit of ooh and a little bit of tension between the two folks, we kick off Monday Night Raw with our first match of the night, seeing Kofi Kingston going one-on-one -on -one against Ivar in a Viking Rules match. And I got a feeling Kofi Kingston probably didn't know what he was getting himself into despite being a part of a Viking Rules match prior because yeah he would get his lights kicked right out in the beginning of this match with a nasty spin kick only for Kofi Kingston to fight back with a nasty suicide dive over the shields that surrounded the ring and directly into Ivar landing head first on the outside of the ring ouch but then we would see Kofi Kingston coming back with not only a second rope splash to the spine on the outside of the ring for a near fall, only to see an avalanche Russian leg sweep with the flag out of the corner, only for him to toss Ivar into one of the shields and into an SOS for Kofi to unfortunately get a near fall with that said move. Then we would see Ivar striking back with not only a spinning power slam, but even a tiger bomb only for a near fall for both of those moves. Then Kofi Kingston would decide to go after the beard of Ivar to get him off the top rope, knocking him directly into the table on the outside of the ring. But then we would see Valhalla making her way into this match only for Xavier Woods to try to get her off of him and try to do something to help only for Valhalla and her cagey attitude to get her tossed over the ropes or for Woods to avoid her by ducking her but would be able to dodge the Mike Knox like crossbody into the barricade by Ivar. Ouch! And if you thought that was painful folks, next thing to wrap up this match we would see would be a Trouble in Paradise being countered into some actual trouble, into a power slam right directly into the table leading into a nasty moonsault for Ivar to once again win a Viking Rules match since he's a Viking via pinfall. 
And the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would see none other than Shinsuke Nakamura getting interviewed by Byron Saxton backstage about what he's planning on doing next after his devastating loss for the World Heavyweight Championship after getting a rematch. Only for Ricochet to come out from out of nowhere and beat the daylights out of Shinsuke Nakamura. And as a little bit of a heads up, yeah, later on that night, we would see Ricochet getting jumped prior to his triple threat match and would get hit with a GTS on the ramp. Yikes. But besides that bit of a receipt that'll lead to a false count anywhere match next week for the re premiere of Monday Night Raw, their season premiere that I almost screwed up in the title. Next thing we know, folks, we would see backstage. <laughs> and the reason why I screwed this up, folks, because backstage we would see Rhea Ripley literally trying to get Damian Priest off of JD McDonough after what happened with the Tag Team Championships. Now, for those who are wondering why JD McDonald's getting choked up against the wall, well, JD with the Money in the Bank briefcase would try to go after Cody Rhodes, miss, take out the leg of Damian Priest for Damian Priest to get crossroads on the table, and next thing you know, three seconds later, back inside the ring after a well-placed move or two, we would see the tag team hodgepodge team of Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes, your new tag team undisputed champions of the tag team division and then we would see Rhea Ripley who would say that with Finn Balor's help would get a rematch for the tag team championships which I find funny because you know back in the day they said rematches were abolished but now they're back I don't know who made that official but Adam Pierce would so we would see the team of not only Damian Priest but Finn Balor getting their rematch but Rhea Ripley's job wasn't done there. She would say that J.D. McDonald tonight would have to prove himself to be a part of the Judgment Day by taking out Drew McIntyre after what he did this night to prevent the cash-in. So, they've been asking thousands of people to be a part of the Judgment Day since after WrestleMania, and the one person who wants to join, they got him jumping through more hoops than, you know, one of those old school toys you see with those hoops in it. You know, the water ones? You know the ones. Carl and the My Show's not in agreement because they said it took them hours to finish. But to get things back on track here, folks, the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see Raquel Gonzalez, or Rodriguez, going one-on-one -on -one against Nia Jax. And during this match to kick things off, Nia Jax would hit a nasty Lutez press to kick off this contest, only to toss Raquel Gonzalez, or Rodriguez, into the turnbuckle post, then into the apron, then into the barricade head first, and would follow things up with not only a sidewalk slam, but an elbow drop to follow it up only for Raquel Rodriguez or Gonzalez to hit not only three clotheslines but a disgusting big boot right to the face. But when she tried to do a Samoan drop, we would see none other than Raquel Rodriguez or Gonzalez getting hit with a Samoan drop of her own. But before she was about to get hit with a bonsai drop, she would show that punks jump up to get beat down and get nothing but abuse with a nasty power bomb out of the corner. 
But before she could capitalize, we would see her former best friend, Rhea Ripley, coming out to the ring, tossing her to the outside, and immediately taking it to Nia Jax with a series of punches and a nasty roundhouse that sent her through a loop. Only for Raquel to try to come back inside the ring to take it to her former best friend and for her to suffer the wrath of a ripcord headbutt. For Shayna Baszler to come out and immediately take it to none other than Rhea Ripley by not only hitting her with a German suplex but an nasty tiger knee right directly to the face. And then for... Rhea Ripley to be on the outside of the ring as Shayna Baszler would stand tall and for later on that night Adam Pierce to get a request from Rhea Ripley to get her division back in order by challenging Shayna Baszler to a match next week on the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. Interesting. Very, very interesting. But besides those bit of interesting developments, folks, I think it's time for us to head back into the music and go grab a glass of water. And when we return, we'll be back with the second half of what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Omaha, Nebraska. As the Tuesday night special rolls on right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks, and stay tuned. <laughs> 